Hey, welcome back to the Funding the Dream on Kickstarter podcast. If you're wondering why you're not listening to Richard Bliss's voice, um, it's because my name is Salvador Brigman. I do another podcast in the industry. And uh, Richard reached out to me and was kind of looking for someone to take on the hosting of the show. So that's what I'm going to be doing is I don't want to see this podcast die because I think it's just a really big pillar in the crowdfunding industry as a whole. So I'm going to be hosting this podcast um, from now on. I also set up a website, fundingthedreamonkickstarter.com. You can go there and you can learn more. And if you want to be a guest on this particular show, on this podcast, you can go to that website, fundingthedreamonkickstarter.com, and you can um, basically enter a form. And if you're interested in being a guest, um, there are a few questions that I have for you. And we will look through all of those and we'll start to pick some new guests for the show. So in particular, if you're interested in um, sharing your story, of how you raise money, of your story of creating a board game, or just in general, your entrepreneurial failures and the things that you learn, your successes, that would be an incredible interview. So it would mean so much to me if you went to that URL um, and helped us sort of revitalize this podcast with some really great new podcast guests. So again, that's fundingthedreamonkickstarter.com. Just go there. It's one of the links there on the homepage. But that being said, in this interview today, I wanted to talk a little bit about Game Deck and specifically how this team was able to raise over $170,000 on Kickstarter from more than 4,900 backers to bring this entire new game to life. And this is a PC game. So this project is an isometric cyberpunk RPG set in XXII century. I don't want to say what that is in real, you know, the, the Roman numerals because I'm not very good with uh, Roman numerals. But basically in this game, um, you're a game detective who solves crimes inside virtual worlds. Use your wits to gather info from your witnesses and suspects getting to the bottom of deceptive schemes. The game continually adapts to your decisions and it never judges you. This is kind of like a really neat RPG game. And I brought on the founders in today's podcast interview and they basically shared with you what they did right in order to raise six figures with this crowdfunding campaign. Some of the stuff that they learned going into this, what you can take away when it comes to your reward tiers and sort of knowing how to make those um, pop in a really interesting way that they almost made it look like eye candy, quite frankly, with their reward tiers. Um, some of the advice that they have for you in terms of building a community. They did something here that actually I haven't seen with many other campaigns when it comes to building a community. And they share that same tool, which you can use, which is free, that allowed them to build a massive community of people around this game. So you're going you're gonna to learn a ton of stuff in today's uh, interview. And the other quick thing I want to say before I get started is, you know, funding the dream on Kickstarter, I think that there's a really great lineage or a really great um, timeline of some killer board games and lots of really interesting games that have come through on this podcast and done just you know, really great episodes. So when it comes to this particular podcast, what I want to do is I want to focus a little bit more on gaming. Um, in terms of board games, tabletop games, card games, um, virtual reality games, video games, etc. I really want to get to the meat of that like specific category because tabletop games are just exploding on Kickstarter. Like they're raising so much money, and I think it's really it's really inspiring, man, to see so many of these individuals um, be able to come from nothing and like make a tabletop game, make a board game, and have that be seen by the world. Have players around the world discover this project. Like think about this. Um, for this particular game, there are more than 4,900 backers. These are people they didn't know before, right? A good majority of them have discovered them from Kickstarter. And just think about that for your project. 
What if thousands of people around the world were able to discover your unique creative work? What would that do for you, your career? What would that do for your business, right? And also the impact that you can make. One of the cool things about creative types and Kickstarter, I think in general, is that it's about more than just making money. It's about making an impact, it's about creating a legacy. And um, on my other show, Crowdfunding Demystify, you know, we, we go through that, obviously. But one of the things I learned from that show was just that so many of these creators are launching Kickstarter after Kickstarter after Kickstarter. It's like 10 Kickstarters in. And they're, they're continuing to learn. And they've literally built their entire career and their business off of this crowdfunding platform. How insane is that? How cool is that? That's just exciting. Like, I, I want to see more cool, neat projects coming into the world. And hopefully, um, in the coming episodes, you will see some more interviews that not only show you the tricks, the techniques, the strategies, the tools that you can use in order to make this happen for you in your life, um, for you and your business, but also a little bit of inspiration, you know, a little bit of when you see other people doing well, when you see other people getting funding, when you have other people that are able to coalesce a tribe around them, like from nothing, I just think it, for me, it makes me so much more hungry. And I also think it's really inspiring. Like, it just is like, I want to do that. You know, I see that and it gets me revved up. It gets me motivated. I don't want to kind of create the same thing for you. So hopefully with today's podcast, not only will you walk away with tons of great stuff um, that you can apply to your campaign, but also it will help inspire you to get started with your project. And finally, if you want to be one of these individuals who comes on this show and shares your own inspirational story, how it is that you launched your campaign, um, some of the stuff that you learned maybe along the way, even if it was not a successful project, what you learned that you can share with other people, you can go to Funding the Dream on kickstarter.com and you can request to be a guest on the show. Without further ado, let's get into today's podcast episode. <laughs> Maybe we can kind of get started with you know, the, the idea or the vision behind the game. For those that are listening via the podcast, can you just describe the game a little bit for them? Yeah, sure. So, uh, as you said, uh, on the introduction, Game Deck is a single-player cyberpunk isometric RPG. Uh, the game is based on a book series written by Polish author uh, Marcin Przybyłek. So, we are playing as a game detective who are solving crimes inside virtual worlds. So, the game uh, trying to give players uh, freedom uh, of approach. So, uh, we as a game detective are solving crimes and the game continually adapts to our choices and never judge. So we basically are the sum of your choices and the game trying to adapt the uh, the whole story, the whole cases that we are currently working on based on your decisions. So what's the most important thing in the game deck is that there are no bad choices so the moral code is something that you have to, you know, trust the the whole uh, character that you are trying to to play. Mm. When when it comes to the creation, uh, what was your role sort of in the development or the campaign? Um, me and Chris, uh, we are just a part of a PR team. So our our main goal since the uh, September. November, correct me, Chris, if I'm wrong, but uh, mm -hmm. it took us uh, a bit <laughs> long time to, to get uh, prepared uh, 
you know, in 100%. And I can say that you can't just prepare yourself for a Kickstarter campaign in 100% because always there's something... Uh, something new that uh, you know come up with the uh, with the campaign after the start so we were responsible for whole management process and uh, basically uh, giving the shape how the campaign look like uh, set up stretch goals uh, and also you know making the gameplay as well as uh, kickstarter videos when it comes to uh, game deck had the team developed games before like was this their first game on Kickstarter? Can you just give us an idea of that? Yeah, sure. So uh, this is our first uh, Kickstarter campaign. And what's most important, uh, the game uh, was uh, is uh, currently in development for, I think, two and two or three years because we are we, we changed the, the whole um, scope of the project. Uh, back you know two years ago to to fit it in the in the way that we want to you know want to have so uh, previously it was uh, the the other genre we changed it uh, for for isometric rpg so uh, mostly kickstarter is to was created to uh, g gain as much community as we as we uh, as, as possible to to give us feedback to share their thoughts about the the whole concept and uh, share their ideas because since the beginning we try to make the community driven approach for for the whole uh, for the whole marketing campaign mm -hmm. well, what did you do when it comes to the community because i do think the the community behind the game is like almost the secret element like it's kind of the secret sauce behind not only getting funding, but getting people enthusiastic about sharing it, talking about it on Reddit, etc. How did you begin to establish that community? Um, so, to be honest, uh, when we uh, first showed the game deck during Gamescom in 2019, uh, we started to like collect the awareness and the interest of the players by showing the game as much as we could uh, at the at the time. And basically, what we did was to create the core community in uh, our channels, uh, such as Facebook or uh, Discord channel mostly, as well as on Steam and other other platforms. But um, after that, when we started working on the Kickstarter campaign, we uh, started to like uh, incorporate the whole um, process of gaining the, the interest of people. So like the more they were connected to our campaign by the things we did such as updates or um, our decisions which we made during the campaign uh, up to the point that right now we like doubled or tripled the size of the discord itself and the other channels exploded somehow uh, in a way that that's we insane. are actually very happy yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah we're, that's, that's insane not a lot of people know about discord outside of the gaming community so how does it <laughs> how does a discord differ from like a facebook group or or like creating your own online forum so uh, to be to be uh, like to explain how it works it works differently than the other social media channels we are using because uh you know this is the most community driven type of channel you can use as a uh, game developer to like gain the attention and the whole um interest of the people as well uh by using just uh you know like by speaking to the people themselves uh because uh, we have uh, developers on the 
channel as well, which are responding to the messages and like, um, you know, uh, trying to be familiar with the community community as well. But um, we wanted to show the whole process behind the 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 game as well as showing all the um, different aspects of the game design as well as uh, other funny or or interesting things about the genre itself when it comes to the discord it seems like things are a little bit more real time than like a facebook group is that right yeah sure. yeah With the communications and such yeah mm -hmm. because you know all, all the backers or other part of community have instant, uh, you know, access. Get uh, get in touch with developers. So, you know, Discord is also a great uh, tool to do some, you know, meta games, uh, send exclusive content. Like, you know, we have secret uh, channels for for art for other exclusive content to Books, to be shared. Yeah, lore, characters, announcements. Exactly. It's, it's a lot more like um, organized, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of different type of you know like when you're doing the social media by like let's say uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram and you are just showing uh, the content uh, via those channels. It's like a similar content for the people who are watching it. And on Discord, it's much like much like um, intimate for them because they have like their own place and it's gathering the same people it's not like i've liked this page and i like this page i'm on the channel where which gathers actually the people who are interested in the same thing as i do so you know it's it's, it's like a gaming. mini community yeah 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 it's it's in the core case it's that they are actually hyping them, themselves out on each other you know like somebody has seen something and he's like pointing out look look there i found something and the rest is like oh yeah that's great that's okay and they are like you know spinning everything to uh, to a very positive way to be honest so that's yeah. awesome are you allowed to get the the emails of like people who, who log <laughs> in and create an account on discord um no because um you know uh, the discord is like uh, we create a special invite and they are joining the the channel by using the special link uh but there are like uh, for example our backers so they they've uh, got the chance to join the uh, discord and gain the rank of the backer uh, by uh, using actually the survey we did on backer kit so we did a backer kit survey which actually handled the whole process of gathering the the uh you know emails and, yeah the, all the, the, the contact the, info yeah they, all the contact info we we need to have uh, to have to actually add the roles yeah for totally them. yeah were, yeah. were you surprised at the success of the game here? Because you hit your goal in like the first, pretty much the first two days. You know, you hit your goal, and then you continue to climb and get more and more funding. Were you were you like su surprised by the success you were seeing or the rewards that people were going after? Mm, so I will start with the with the uh, one part, and after that I will uh, give the, the the rest of it to Jacob. Um, to be honest, uh, I was really surprised uh, during the first two days because uh, to, <laughs> that's a funny story actually. I uh, made a bet with the whole team at Unshare Studios that I will shave my head if we will get funded in seven days. Really? Which happened actually <laughs> after thirty six hours, so I had to actually shave my head, and I did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so everyone every time somebody pledged and the the percentage of the fund uh, was raising up, uh, everyone was messaging me like, yeah, get ready to be to be bold and yeah, they, <laughs> there was like a you lot know, of. of uh, it's it's not know, the. It's not the worst time to to make that bet because with coronavirus, like everyone's hair is already so long, like we all need a haircut, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was like, uh, it was like at the beginning of of it because we just recently started working the 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 remote back then. And to be honest, uh, when I shaved my head, I was like, I I looked myself in the mirror and was like, um, no, uh, I'm glad that I don't need to walk out anymore for for, for a long time. But uh, to be honest, I see, uh, I I was very surprised how uh, great the first two uh, days of the campaign were and how the whole um, whole uh, campaign itself, uh, you know, exploded. And it was like uh, very, very, very good. And I'm, I was glad to see that we actually did a very good job. Uh, Jacob, continue for the next part. <laughs> yeah, sure. So like uh, Chris said, we had a typical two campaign peaks, uh, you know, at the beginning in, and uh, at the end. So for me, the the whole outcome was, uh, of course, bigger than we thought. That's why during the campaign, we also decided to uh, give Packers the, the second drop of the most popular tiers. Uh, for example, uh, additional physical versions uh, of the books or, you know, additional way to, to add their own content to the game. And for me, the biggest shocker was uh, the cross-promotion thing because uh, the the mention of the Pathfinder campaign gave us uh, you know a very <laughs> very big uh, boost in terms of uh, gaining uh, additional number of backers and and the founds so friends from all cut games did the amazing job to, to you know boost the our campaign mm-hmm. so thanks to them we immediately grabbed the the next stretch goal I don't remember right now which one it was but uh, you know, another example is contacting uh, the a bit smaller campaigns like uh, Chinatown Detective, uh, which was uh, on the same time on Kickstarter. Even if it was a smaller campaign, you know, we are happy with the with the results and the outcome because we are just you know sharing the other backers. Because what's important, uh, I think that eighty percent of the whole backers. Mm-hmm. Uh, have backed before the the, the other uh, campaign, so only you know five hundred. Twenty percent were, twenty uh, percent yeah, were like backers. the new one, and yeah, and the rest was like uh, the coming back backers type of yeah. When it comes to the cross promotion, what were they actually doing? Like, were they doing an update? Were they sending to their email list? How did they do the cross promotion with you guys? Uh, okay, so um, the case is that uh, in terms of cross-promo, you need to utilize as much things as you can. So you need to search for opportunities. Uh, you don't even know who or uh, in what way they can help you. Like uh, the Pathfinder, as well as Chinatown uh, Detective Agency, did uh, updates on their uh, on their Kickstarter campaign. So on their updates there were like mentions about our game and the link to to our campaign itself um there was like a lot of uh other um, studios which actually did a promo of our um campaign on their uh 
channels like Facebook or, or Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter was a big thing at the time. Um, so we had like a lot of, of uh, interest because of the, you know, cross promotion with somebody uh, like the one type of cross promo we had was this um, stretch goal we uh, announced uh, that was adding the new virtual audience and the virtual world in the game of game deck. Um, Very cool. Which yeah. was yeah, it was it was like uh, the the from from the game seven, the days long gone from the full theory and IMG and Pro, and uh, we actually when we announced it, uh, some of the players which remembered the game were like, oh. Yeah, that's great. I need to like raise my pledge to to like have the <laughs> the greater amount rather than you know <laughs> yeah. typical. Yeah, I I love some of the artwork too. You guys put together here, like my favorite is this one guy who's like holding a brain. It looks like that looks so cool. Um, it's so realistic and it, it's totally in line with the theme of the projects as well. Yeah, it was our first promo art. Uh... We decided also to create uh, the an another one promo art, uh, which you could saw on on the uh, main page of the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, we try to sell it, uh, sell the you know uh, different virtual worlds that uh, your character can you know join way different virtual worlds and be you know anyone because. Uh, Based based on game deck verse that uh, Marcin uh, created, you know it's it's a similar to maybe Ready Player One. I can I can try to compare the the, the whole game deck verse to uh, to this movie that uh, you know in in virtual world you can be on a on a kinky world called Twisted and Perverted. You can you can uh, you know run away from dinosaurs in a happy hunting grounds or you can uh, you know yeah. be in the Far, far east uh, world called Night's Code. So you know the the creativity is uh, is just the limit. And uh, like Chris said about the the world that we are um, creating based on uh, Fool's Theories game Seven the Days Long Gone, we also uh, thanks to our backers creating the world based on Lovecraft's novel about uh, you know Cthulhu. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's great that it also will appear in the game. Before you went live, I mean, like now you look back and like, okay, this was like a an incredible success. You have like over nearly five thousand backers, right? That supported yeah. this. Before you went in, like, what was the biggest uncertainty that you had as a team? Oh, uh, to be honest, uh, when I joined the team, I had like an um, experience with the Kickstarter um, campaign because previously I was working for the Chernobylite campaign uh, from the Farm Fifty One, and uh, when I uh, started uh, working on this campaign and uh, to join the team of uh, of the PR um, we we were really concerned how can it actually work out during the pandemic you know because of the covid-19 we had like uh, really uh, we were really um concerned how it may cause like there was couple of people who actually uh, dropped out during the, the campaign itself because of, you know, uh, they lost the job or they had no funds to, to actually live for or, or like uh, other other types of things. And that was actually my, my biggest concern, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, Jacob, do you remember any other type of concern we had? Like, is it something bigger? No, that was actually 
probably the biggest concern, like uh, because of the because of it. But... Yeah, I think I think you are right because it's you you can't uh, predict uh, you know how how your campaign will go. You can uh, you know talk with your colleagues who had some uh, kickstarters before. You can talk with uh, industry. You can you know, search after best practices and read postmortems from the previous ones. But, you you know, it's always uh, a bit of lucky and a bit of, you know, <laughs> uh, the the perfection and polishing the, the whole campaign because, but you know, it's, still it's, a ga- it's still a gamble because, you know, you don't know if it's going to take off or it's going to be like a success or it's going to be like mm-hmm. worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Honest, yeah. I mean, I think people really, you already saw just by showing off your game right before you launched um, to conventions and such that people really had an appetite for it, right? So you did a little bit of validation, I think, beforehand. And then having that community as well, I think, is incredible for feedback, right? So people can give you feedback on, like, what they like, what they don't like, how you can improve the page, all of those Mm -hmm. things. And I think it's kind of really important because it's fluid, right? The, The project is fluid, kind of. You have to kind of brace for change and such. Uh, I can actually um, tell you about one thing we did, one big thing I I can actually uh, remind myself of. Uh, when we started showing the page before the launch, uh, when we showed up the, the first draft of the page uh, before the, the Kickstarter campaign was like uh, on, uh, we received many um, comments about the, the structure of the campaign itself so basically what we had to do we had to uh change the name of the um rewards because they were like um offensive in some ways uh it was like one word but it, in some countries it, it, there was like a problem with it uh so to be honest we had to like uh, swap the names uh, to be more like um into the game type mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. renaming the, the the core uh the core names of the of the rewards but it was a small thing which was actually like not that uh important to us but for the people who were actually reading out the campaign and they were like um that doesn't sound okay could you please change it because maybe somebody will be offended by it so we had to like uh like uh reiterate it i see i see <laughs> i mean that, that's so important because you could just launch this thing and then you can't really change the rewards, right? Once once you once you put it out there, you'd have to create new ones. So I think that's yeah, that's exactly. so valuable to get that kind of feedback. I also like the ways you guys incorporate like emojis into the rewards. I haven't seen that done by too many other projects, so it was really interesting to to look at also. Uh, it was actually the the idea of our community manager, Mateusz, uh, who actually uh thought that this will give the uh small example of the you know reward itself by the by the small image because we didn't want it to create like those big um big show-offs with all the the items shown uh, you know on the picture itself so uh, we had to think about other way to actually incorporate it into the system so uh, he was like yeah why can't we use the the emojis and he was like yeah 
so let's try it. And when I saw it, when I saw it uh, for the first time, I was like, that's amazing. I never thought of that. It's like you know, eye like, candy, was, yeah. Yeah, it's like eye candy. And actually, uh, I know for a fact that one campaign did the same right now uh, for, for, for from Poland. One campaign from Poland did the same thing. Uh, so it's like it's like growing on... Uh, onto something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's really interesting. I've never, I haven't seen that too much at all. Um, you know, being in Poland, is it like any different? You think launching a campaign versus um, maybe in another country? Like, is it something where in Poland, um, you know, crowdfunding is not as popular, or is it like there really wasn't any difference launching it from Poland? Hmm. That's hard to say because you know, uh, for for a fact, uh, I can tell that. Uh, there are two main forces uh, which are actually like uh, funding the projects uh, and on every uh, way. So it's like there are uh, people from USA and there are people from Germany. Uh, Germans and and uh, Americans are two biggest uh, like um, funding um, elements. Um, on our campaign, it was actually different because on the second place we had. Polish people, but we can like uh, tell that there is a lot of people who read the books. The oh, game is based. Oh, I see. I so, see. Yeah, so probably that was the 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 thing that changed the whole the whole pacing of the uh, of the um, communities. Yeah, because I was looking at that, I'm like, oh wow, they got their second largest number of backers from Poland. So you did something right with your your own your own local community, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> so also, you know, community that it's uh, familiar, like Chris said, with with uh, the book series, because uh, once again, the the games is based on the Polish book series. So, uh, you know, Polish community, it's for us, uh, you know, also important in terms of uh, these those books, and we also uh, in on Kickstarter gave people the opportunity to grab. Uh, books in English because they were never released in, in English language. Mm-hmm. So so Onchar Studios, you guys have created a lot of different games over the years, right? Um, yep. When it comes to like crowdfunding, why was this your, your first one that you decided to go that route? Oh, well, in, in terms of uh, first-party games that we are creating, um, previously it was uh, Telefrag VR and detached um, VR games. Uh, our government, uh, the, the Polish government, uh, ran a lot of uh, boosters and, and programs that gave us opportunity to, uh, for example, appear on various events with, with the game like uh, Gamescom or, or PAX East. But they also gave us uh, fundings to, to, you know, to, to create the game. So I think that Game Deck is the, the first bigger project it's a huge scale of uh, you know doing the whole branching and uh, it's our first approach to the um, to the rpg games to the to the games that gave you uh, more uh, feelings like uh, not only adrenaline or or dopamine so Mm -hmm. i don't know i i think that we 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 felt that uh, you know Doing the Kickstarter campaign for for Game Deck, it's it's the right choice in terms of community-driven marketing. That we want to take, uh, you know, want to grab the the community, and uh, I hope that you know right now the Discord will be growing even even bigger, and 
we we have you know the the first grain of uh, uh, of of the community and it will be still growing throughout mm-hmm. the game deck or uh, sorry steam or uh, gog.com uh, wish lists yeah definitely i just have like one or two more questions for you guys while i have you here um one of them is going back in time you know this being your first campaign um for this particular project like would you have done anything differently you know we didn't talk anything about like the email list or if you'd done facebook messenger bots or like any other kind of creative techniques would you have done anything differently with this project would you like Um, to start chris yeah I, i i will start so basically when uh when i was comparing the ways we were incorporating this campaign over the the previous one i was working on uh i was like uh, really amazed how, how well we it was thought because of the community we had on our back because you know they were like uh joining and the discord was like uh, alive back then uh and uh, there was a lot of interest from the people who actually knew the game is some somehow uh, you know are uh, being uh, shown somewhere um they we we had like a specific uh, goal that we want to first let know the the community itself to uh, that the the game is going on kickstarter and the the whole um campaign will be launched uh, in march and they were like yeah that's amazing that's great i will definitely back it up so we had like uh, an initial um Momentum. grain of people yeah momentum the initial momentum the the dynamic of the of the start of the campaign uh but you know uh we weren't using any bots or 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 the email lists because we were like yeah we have the community behind it and it will be the best uh, gear to actually give up the momentum for the for the for the campaign itself uh jacob yeah so what uh... I want to point out that we had the different uh, <laughs> levels model in mind because we, uh, at the beginning, we had the you know the well familiar includes all above model, and so this is you know the most common model for for the Kickstarter campaigns. Uh, it's based on that each higher price reward includes all the content from lower price tiers. So since we since the game deck it's uh, you know all about the making choices we decided that we wanted we want to do it in a in a quite different way that's why we split the rewards between digital and uh, physical tiers so we we gave the players chance to you know choose the the most uh, suitable for for them mm-hmm. uh, so i think that this uh, even it it was a, a good uh, idea at the beginning it's uh, caused us uh, a bit of uh, problems in terms of you know Communicating uh, directly with the um, with the with the backers because uh, we we also uh, did the Kickstarter special thing. It was available for the first week, along with early birds. So what happened? People decided to buy this higher reward with a Kickstarter special, even if they have uh, you know game with. Uh, you know, three or four dollars uh, cheaper reward lever. So this kick special, even it it was uh, you know uh, good uh, good thing in terms of uh, incomes, 
it uh, gained a bit of confusion. That's why we decided also to uh, give the, the all the backers opportunity to grab add-ons uh, via backer kit uh, in the in the currently used uh, pledge manager. So I think that uh, it was a quite uh, <laughs> unstable thing and mm. also uh, stretch goals. Fortunately, we decided to uh, do the stretch goals, uh, you know, in a different way because the the initial um, idea for stretch goals wasn't catchy at all. So fortunately, we we thanks to our community, we we decided to create uh, additional languages or the tool awards. So I'm very grateful. And unfortunately, we uh, we didn't manage to grab the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. because it was. Pretty uh, thousand to go. So, so looking back, would you have then like stayed to the original model where when you back the ten dollar tier, it includes everything from the five dollar tier? Like, would you have stayed with that model, or are you happy with how you did it? Um, to be honest, I think uh, we we are very happy with the result. If it was because you know, um, when you see the people who were like, yeah, I don't want the digital content. I just want the physical one. Uh, or the people who were like, yeah, I see that there are some things I, I would like take on the, on the physical, but, uh, there are some things I want to, to have, or want to be a part of like, uh, for example, the pledge where you uh, were actually able to record your own message for the game, or the pledge where so cool, you were, yeah. Uh, yeah, like uh, many people were like, I want to have that over the physical content, and uh, I think that was pretty good in terms of like, uh, you know, seeing how the dynamic of the campaign itself changes when you have something which is actually pretty let's say sexy for the um you know people because they see like uh, you can do your own uh, graffiti in the game and we will put it somewhere or you will decide yeah, I love that. they were like yeah. yeah i i love it i want that or you can be an npc in the, in the quest and they were like that's amazing i want that uh, i remember uh, like talking to a couple of people who were like um can i have have like uh, the this year, but with something else, and we were like uh, had to 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 um, individually, uh, you know, fix the 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 issues they had. But uh, to be honest, uh, I see how many people enjoyed the way we did our um, our reward out. level. Yeah. So yeah, it worked out at, at okay. the at the end. So yeah. My my last question. Only, oh yeah, sorry. Can I? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sorry. So I think that only. Price gap uh, in the reward ladder should be should be tweaked because we had uh, the situation when we uh, we had the you know the the, the cheapest uh, reward levels and the the most expensive ones and mm, it was two or three days when we had to uh, you know add the additional ones because the uh, the popular tier between for example twenty five to Sixty dollars wasn't available, so only this two or three days was, uh, you know, I'm 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 not happy with, <laughs> with with that situation. Okay, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so my last question for you is: I think you guys also did a really great job of getting into the media. You know, you got on PC Gamer, like RPG Gamer, um, a bunch of other ones. Do you have any thoughts on? ways to improve the chance you get into the media like was it just these people approached you did you do like cold outreach like how did you get onto those so some of those publications 
Um, you know, the case is that uh, when you um, want to share a campaign, it's not that uh, that great for the medias. They they usually dropping the the topic of the Kickstarter itself because you know uh, everyone is actually like trying to get. Uh, with the Kickstarter to 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 reach the audience, but um, uh, it's like a different way because you have to actually reach out to them and ask if uh, they want to have like something extra or like an exclusive material or something. And if they uh, they agree, we have additional uh, you know awareness and uh, uh, we can actually like tweak it in a way that people will know that this is for the campaign itself and. There are many uh, other ways you can actually like reach out because if you have uh, good um, relations with the media itself, they were actually like uh, I remember like many many people reaching out to us, to me or Jacob, uh, to actually get a um, interview or or something other uh, to just like uh, boost up a little the campaign itself. So you know first. First thing I will say it's the relations with the media. Second is the the patience with the <laughs> reaching out to them itself. Yeah, not all about the, the Kickstarter campaign because uh, in our situation we try to uh, run with the uh, ten minutes exclusive gameplay video uh, on IGN, and fortunately we managed to do it one day uh, before the the start of the campaign so it's uh, also the the good uh, tip for uh, for uh, other projects to try to grab as much attention as possible in the you know uh, the day of day of launch or two days uh, ahead to, mm -hmm. to you know to give the the visibility the buzz on social media and then everything's go <laughs> yeah yeah getting your ducks in a row it all worked out very well for you guys congratulations on your success so far um, where you. can people go to learn some more about the game and if they're interested in it now that's um you know finished on kickstarter yeah so i think the the, the best way is uh our mentioned before discord channel and uh, we are mostly on every social media so we are running actively on uh, steam on Twitter, it's uh, called Game Deck the Game, as far as I remember. And uh, DEC uh, are... too, G A M E D E C. Yep, yeah. exactly. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. No worries. Yeah, yeah. So... sometimes you might do like Deck D E C K. Just want to make sure they got it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show, and I appreciate you sharing this, being very transparent with your whole process. Um, Maybe we can end, uh, if you could leave the audience with one final either word of encouragement, either something you wish you knew, or something you just kind of want to pass on to other, you know, budding creatives out there who are trying to get attention for their games, be that a video game or board game, you know, whatever it is, maybe we can end on that note. I will say be humble, but try to make your way out. Uh, every time you see a moment when you need to like uh, act, do it, but be like persistent with the whole um, setup you, you tried and the mindset you've started with. Because, you know, uh, everything can happen and it can be like uh, very tough. Uh, every day can be a success or can be failed, but you need to just push it, just push it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can say that 
just be creative and do not uh, hesitate to contact your colleagues from the from the industry or reach out on Twitter. You know, as you said, the transparency the transparency is, is the key and also the Kickstarter support is very very helpful. So as I said, try to reach out to to you know find the answer to, to your questions that bothering you and you know keep your fingers crossed. Well said. Guys, thank you for coming on the show and good luck with um, the rest of your success. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much for having us. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My name is Salvador Brigman. Again, this this podcast um, I think was is literally one of the pillars in the crowdfunding community. And it's so important that to me it continues. It's something where it's like a bedrock of information and knowledge. And I do another podcast in the industry as well. But for this one specifically, I really want to get to the, the root of gaming. And not only, you know, talking about funding and talking about like how do you structure your campaign, but also how do you come up with creative ideas as it relates as it relates to gameplay? What are some of the you know techniques that are being employed specifically in this category, which I think is growing at rapid rates, not only when it comes to indie games on Kickstarter, but just all around the world. And I really want to bring that information to you and to sort of help me out doing that. Um, I want to get some more killer interviews for this podcast. I want to have more people on the show that can share some of their tips and advice as it relates to raising money when it comes to crowdfunding. So if that sounds like you, if you want to get a little bit more exposure, maybe for the campaigns you've run in the past or your business, or you just want to you know do some good, like pass on the karma and um, share some good information with other people, go to funding the dream on kickstarter.com. That link will take you to um, a website where if you scroll down, you can go and submit your application to appear on this show that you're listening to right now. You can also check out some of the other um, stuff there when it comes to other episodes we've done, etc. Um, but this is really a great place and for anyone out there that wants to kind of pass on the baton and wants to share a little bit of your story and what it is that inspires you as a creator, I think this is going to be like an unparalleled opportunity. And um, it's really hard sometimes to, you know, do and to, to like get the word out there about your business. But I think this is an incredible way to have people listening to you for like 60 minutes at a time, 40 minutes at a time. That is really unheard of. So this is a very unique opportunity. If you're interested, go to fundingthedreamonkickstarter.com. That's fundingthedreamonkickstarter.com. Go there and submit your application. That being said, the other thing I want to share with you is, you know, when it comes to this show, I think that having incredible feedback is like so valuable to me. So if you if you would take a second to leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be very helpful for us. If you want this show to continue on, if you don't want it to see it die, if you want it to remain a pillar in this community, make sure you leave a rating and review because that is kind of like motivation. That's encouragement for all of us to keep this going and to make sure that we continue to get to the root of um, you know why these projects are successful and also to, to have cutting edge individuals on the show so that you can make sure that we're at the forefront when it comes to crowdfunding. Anyway, my name is Salvador Brigman. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you next time.